The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today, I've got a special guest um, that I uh, ran into, I think, a long, long time ago in in a land far, far away called social media. And um, we had uh, a similar interest, which was we had both um, studied at the Hippocrates Wellness Center in West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, Karen actually lives down in uh, Miami now, uh, and she's a health coach. And uh, we got chatting, and um, I thought I would have her on the show to tell you her backstory and what she's up to down in Miami. Karen, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Tim, for inviting me. I'm so excited about this. It's my first podcast, and I'm so glad I'm doing this with you. (laughs) That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, it'll be a lot of fun because we're just talking about health and, you know, the the health of this country, this world, actually, the working class people of of the world, and kind of uh, how they've they've been led astray uh, in many ways. Um, A lot of us, society has been teaching um, uh, mom and dad and um, everybody else we know. Um, things that are just not not connected with nature, you know, and I think this is the big the, the big disconnect is that human beings are nature and we've gotten away from it. So why don't you tell us, uh, like, where did you grow up and um, how did you end up making it to Hippocrates? Yeah, so honestly, I've been very blessed because I I can't even believe myself that I made it to Hippocrates. I'm from a very small town in Colombia. It's not even on the map. Um grew up, you know, like, uh, struggling to like, you know, I, I was growing up with a single mom. So I was like eating the same thing every single day. So from that to like living in Miami and California and ended up at Hippocrates, I've actually been very blessed to, to have found this place. So yeah, I grew up in this small town in Colombia, And then when I was eight, I moved to New York city uh, with my mother and my stepfather, and then from from there we we continue our like U.S. you know like uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. journey basically. What was it like in growing up in Colombia? Like, what kind of foods were you eating? Were you like out? Did you guys have coconuts and avocados, or what? What did you guys have? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, we did. We don't really grow coconuts over there uh, where I'm from, but. Um, we ate a lot of rice, a lot of beans. <laughs> I don't know if you had Hispanic food, but it's very, very sure. heavy. Uh, but we do, we do have a lot of exotic fruits as well. So we do have that. And it's just not your primary meal over there. You know, like your main meal, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of meat, a lot of pork. Uh, but yes, it's, it's not as common. So it's like carne asada, todos hoy dia, <laughs> all the time, every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Pollo, carne. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. And there's also something very special about, you know, like I still keep a lot, not not the meats, but I do keep a lot of like what I grew up with, which is the beans and the rice, you know, like I adjust those meals that I grew up with because I think it's it's important to keep um, 
to, to stay rooted from where you're from. And those, those meals are always going to call me, you know, but I did take away the meat. Okay. So when you were growing up, it was pretty much the standard Colombian diet then. The standard Colombian diet. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, yes. A lot yes. of bread. Oh my God. Oh, Lots yeah. of bread. There's like a lot of bakeries in every single corner. So basically, you know, it's cooked foods all day, all day for breakfast, lunch, and then for dinner, you have a pastry with coffee. That's basically our dinner. Yeah. And a lot in, in Colombia, I mean, obviously it's probably a lot of coffee down there. I mean, it's Colombia, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do have delicious coffee. That's one thing that I haven't been able to stay away from. Hmm. Yeah, so what, just on a side note, have you, um, have you like been working on improving the quality of the coffee that you drink? I mean, are you, are you into like shade grown coffee and, um, that kind of stuff and organic non, you know, not messed around with non-hybrid, uh, are you, do you add L-theanine to your coffee when you drink it? What do you do to make your coffee healthy? I, uh, I sort of healthy. I, I do, I use a plant-based milk. Uh, I make a latte. Sometimes I do a turmeric latte, for example. Mm -hmm. So I add turmeric uh, and some mushroom, some type of mushroom powder, uh, coffee, and then an oat, oat milk most of the time. Oat milk. So that's how I make it. Why do you have a secret ingredient how to make like the most amazing healthy <laughs> coffee? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I don't drink it very often at all. For me, it's like on a rare occasion, like this weekend, I'm actually going to go down and see my kids and do some bouldering, which is kind of like rock climbing. And um, I'm actually excited because, you know, as you know, I'm coming down in about a week or so to West Palm Beach and I'm, they have a, a bouldering deal there where you can climb on the walls and stuff like Spider-Man, which is kind of cool. Oh, and um, and so if I go out with my buddy, Jeremiah, which I will, we're going to go out to this uh, country Western bar where we do like line. I don't do line dance, but I do country swing dancing, which is a lot of fun. And on, you know, and I don't, I don't drink alcohol or nothing. So, but I'll probably have like a coffee and Bailey's, right. Which is like some, it's like a liqueur. So it's like, you know, a 10th of a drink or something like that. But that's, yeah. that's, that's me going like crazy. But if I was, if I was going to drink coffee, uh -huh. what I would do is I would make sure that the coffee is shade grown which is very important because coffee naturally grows in shaded areas because it's forested. Okay. And then what's, what's unfortunate is they, what they're doing is they're like just chopping down the rainforest and then planting GMO corn, GMO soy, but they're planting coffee out in the middle of these fields and it's not in the shade of the trees and the natural environment anymore. So what ends up happening and, you know, Dave Asprey made his whole, you know, coffee empire basically just pointing out the problem that, Hey, your coffee's got mold in it. Right. I it's know. not it's it's not it's not growing naturally. And it's like it's the same thing for me when I went to Hippocrates and they pointed out that, hey, peanuts grow in the ground and they have an inherent mold in them, which is an aflatoxin, which causes cancer. And I was like, what? I mean, I was pissed. <laughs> I was emotionally distraught because I like grew up on peanut butter jelly sandwiches and I have a deep love for peanut butter. I mean, I, I, I'd come home from school and like watch the Flintstones, you know. <laughs> and then when my dad would be coming down from the driveway, I'd like sprint back into there. And I mean, nobody can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich faster than me because I had to make it. And before my dad got in the house and he was like, you eat at dinner time. It was very, very strict. Right. So anyway, um, back to the shade grown coffee. So if I was to do coffee, what I recommend to my coaching students, because I don't tell people to quit stuff unless they're like, you know, they've got stage four cancer or they're like, dude, you know, like I want to change now. And so I'm like, okay, give me permission on a scale of one to 10, one being very gentle and 10, a drill sergeant. How do you want me to coach you? Mm 
And if they say eight, nine, 10, then I'll, I'll be a little bit more harder on them. But for most people, I like to meet people where they're at, take baby steps. And that's the same thing with coffee. If you're already doing coffee, one of the reasons I found people are doing is because they're tired. They have low energy. So we'll do other stuff like that. We'll get them on green 85 and other things and start cleaning them up. They'll have more energy. And eventually they might let go of it. But if they still want some coffee, I just want to make sure it's the best coffee. So number right. one, shade grown. Number two, organic, no chemicals, pesticides, all that crap. Um, number three, very minimally, lightly roasted and minimally processed. That's very important. And then the third thing is even though it's lightly, it's still processed, they're stripping out some of these inherent buffers that would come with the coffee. One of them is called L-theanine. And you can actually buy L-theanine drops and put it in the coffee. And I'll, I'll never forget in 2011, I think I, I just came from a lecture where they were talking about how important it was, mm -hmm. how critically important it was to keep and strengthen the myelon sheath, basically the, the coating that covers the nerve endings. Because if, you, if these get eroded and eaten away, that can lead to memory loss, Alzheimer's, and dementia, these types of things, right? I just left that lecture. I went over and Anna Maria is talking about some of the ladies like, well, what about coffee? And is that bad for you? And Anna Maria's like, she's like, how many green drinks would you have to drink to balance the coffee and the acid in the coffee? And I remember Anna Maria going, oh, I don't know how many green juices you'd have to drink. Maybe 10 for every, you know, every coffee. And she goes, and here's why you want to stay away from it. And then she wrote up there and she drew a picture of a nerve ending and the myelin sheath. And she said the coffee actually eats the myelin sheath. And then what I found out later through research is because that L-theanine has been removed. So what you're doing is that myelin sheath is like the is like the insulator on an electrical wire. And it gets, you know, if the electrical wire is exposed, that's when people are jittery and stuff from coffee because you've actually exposed your nerves literally in your body because we are electrical with our, you know, our nervous system, of course. And um, so, but you can simply just put the L-theanine drops in your coffee and say la vie. There you go. You know, so that's 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 kind of what I'd recommend for coffee. And then if, if you're adding plant based milks, the last thing would be be very careful to make sure there's no xanthan gum or right. and gum in there, because both of those things are going to eat your intestinal lining. And if you're doing it on the daily, probably not the smartest thing to do. So, you know, if you can find a plant based milk that doesn't have that in it, guar gum's OK. But then we send people to Blue Mountain Organics. We have them buy sprouted nut butters. Throw it. Most people that are that are into health have a blender, you know, and you know, a Vitamix or whatever, and uh, Blend Tech or whatever they got, and they just you put in purified water, tablespoon or two of the sprouted nut milk, and five seconds later you have this beautiful sprouted nut milk, and you just add your matcha, add your turmeric or your coffee or whatever, and then now you've got something healthy because you know what's in it. There's no emulsifiers. Anyway, so that's my download on. Um, uh, matches and lattes and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're so. like a, a pro uh, barista here. <laughs> yeah, I just I need to get like one of those things. Uh, what do they call that? You know, that makes them and stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right. So, growing up in Colombia, a little girl, you you you're eating i and I, I get it now because i have friends that are hispanic and stuff like that and it's just like i've been to their parties and stuff like that and talk about having fun. These people know how to have a good time. I mean, the 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 fiestas are awesome. Tons of food, greasy, lard. I mean, I get it. The beans and stuff like that. So are you, are, are you like, do you sprout all of your beans now and, and, and your rice and that kind of stuff when you're making these dishes? Is that how you kind of upgraded them? Yeah, I mean, I, I love those foods, but I was never like, oh my God, like I hated the smell of, you know, like I hated the smell of chicken. I hated the smell of pork. So it was always like something that I 
I was always looking to improve and we're just like, we just grow up thinking that this is what you're supposed to eat to grow like healthy bones and grow tall and whatever. Right. Uh, so I, that stuff was easy for me as far as like sprouts like I had no idea about sprouts and until I went to Hippocrates that I was like oh my god this is like the magic you know like the most powerful thing that we can put in our bodies yeah. Um, so yeah so I grow some or I, I will buy I travel a lot so I will buy them you know however I can get into them I I meet up with local farmers I get from them so um, it depends where I'm, where, where I am. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Sorry. I'll say, so you, you come to America and then did your diet change when you came to America or are you still just, you got the same stuff here and we're just making the same dishes or did you, did you guys start, you know, going to McDonald's and KFC and that crap? <laughs> you went from like a Colombian diet to an American diet, which is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> which is mcdonald's kfc uh basically now my mom will always uh cook colombian food uh but i do have to say like the meats in colombia at that point they were like really lean like you know you get your meat from like you know people uh grow their animals so it was yeah. healthier than the u.s for sure yeah uh, so the only thing that changed is that we were getting our meat from the u.s and yes of course you get into into the fast food because you know uh you have to survive and uh, she had to feed three kids so whatever was easier so you know we did do frozen foods and the fast foods and you know and some cooked food some home meals as well okay all right so for the listeners listening she's kind of like it was kind of like most of you listening and myself it went from the standard colombian diet to the standard american diet and there's some similarities there like you were saying like you have to eat this to have, grow tall and have strong bones. That's our parents trying to incentivize us. Eat the food, eat the food that they were addicted to. Um, okay, so I'm really curious. So you didn't really have any health issues, which is quite odd and also uh, inspiring too because unfortunately, most people don't change until they have to. So why why did you – how did you get in – why were you into health? Like how did, how did that happen? How did you even end up at Hippocrates Health Institute? I mean were you playing sports growing up as a kid or – did you, what were you doing for fun on the outside or work? How did you, how did you end up getting to Hippocrates? Yeah, honestly, I was always a very independent thinker and like a very curious child. So I was constantly reading uh, and just learning new things. And I, I have to say, like, it's one of my gifts that I was given, you know, I was always curious about food. I was always curious about how can we uh, prevent getting sick? Like my biggest fear is, for one of my family members to get sick or go through cancer. And I will always have conversations with strangers. And a lot of them were either fighting cancer or were uh, or a family member. And it, I started noticing that it touched my heart every time I had these conversations. And I was like, so what are they doing to, you know, to they're doing chemo? What else are they doing? What are the doctors recommending? And most of them will say, um, you know, they, they have to clean their diet. They have to clean their diet. So I started putting everything together. It was just a topic that I was always intrigued by. And I started like connecting the dots of like the people that I was meeting, the things that I was interested in reading about, the things that I, I, I just like naturally uh, loved. And it all came down to nutrition. Okay. So let's do this. We'll take a quick break. And when we get back, let's get into your journey of how you ended up over at the Hippocrates Wellness Center. We'll be right back. 
Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution helps against inflammation and pain. Turmeric 100 is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% organic, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Karen Farfan. And um, we, we just talked about your background. It's really interesting. I, I love it. Like I, meeting people from all over the world. Now, first person I've met from Colombia that I've had on the show. And it's the same bullshit that gets perpetrated. Like our parents have been indoctrinated into this system. Like this is the way it's supposed to be. Yet our health keeps going down the tubes every year. And then as you move from Colombia to here, you know, the quality of meats and the food went down even further because of the hormones, and the antibiotics and the crap. These people aren't like, you know, it's not like some dude raising four goats and he harvests one and you eat it. You know, and it's like they have probably a thousand goats in a pen and they're and they're injected with all kinds of crap. And then it's just not good for you. It's worse. All right. So you were kind of curious. You started asking questions to strangers and you, you everything from all people's health issues started pointing back to nutrition. You got very intrigued. So how did you end up at Hippocrates? Yeah, so I started doing an online program um, and I would go to this coffee shop, like, like this vegan, I always loved vegan food. So I will go at, at that point, I was living in Los Angeles and I will go take my classes at this vegan restaurant and became, very, became friends with the owners. And he's like, what are you doing? And I, I explained to him that I was very, I was studying nutrition and it's a subject that I was passionate about. And he was like, if you really want to learn about health, you have to go to this place And my wife and I went and it's called Hippocrates. So I was like, give me all the information. I would love to go. So I just started doing research, started saving up for it. And, and then just spent three months at Hippocrates learning everything, went through like the whole health coaching program also went through the cancer patient program because I, I wanted to see what they were doing differently. Did you um, go? I'm sorry. Hello. Are you there? I'm sorry. What year did you go? I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're back. We had a little blip. Yeah. What year did I go? Yeah. Uh, that was four years ago. Oh, okay. So you met Jan Haranaki, doctor who runs the cancer deal there then? I did, she, yeah. Yeah. She's got a lot of energy. She's cool. She has so much energy and she just like, she's, every, Tammy, you froze for, like, I see your image, but it's frozen. Can you still hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So I have it. Uh, uh, Jan and her having lots of energy. And then did you also, did you also meet, uh, obviously if you were there for three months, you met Brian and Anna Maria, right? They had to be in town at least. Anna yeah, of course. They were giving a lot of the lectures that I took. Hello, hello.
And we're back. Okay, you're back. You're moving. Your face is moving now. It happens. It happens. All right. So, little little te- technical difficulty. So you met Brian and Anna Maria. What was that like? What did you what like? What was it like when you come to Hippocrates? Like, what was your expectations? And then, what was it like when you first got there? Like the first few days. What was going was through your super, head? Uh, I was just super excited. I was super excited that I was going to dive into this like wellness retreat and I was going to learn so much. So I was just very, very, very excited. It's very, um, uh, the dining room, it's very like the smell is very strong. <laughs> I can still smell it to this day. So at first, at first I was like, oh my God, am I going to be able to eat just sprouts, you know, for three months? (laughs) Like, am I going to be able to smell this cafeteria every single day? Uh, But my curiosity of like the knowledge and meeting all everyone there, like it was just bigger than that. And I should send you a picture of the salads that I ate. They were massive. They were like a salad for like five people. I just ended up loving the wheatgrass shots. I ended up loving the sprouts, the salads, the dressings, like everything they made. I just, it, it's interesting, you know, like I, I teach my, I tell my clients, like we are, we need to be empowered by our own health and we can teach our, like we can reprogram our taste buds and ourselves and our like, it's like everything because I went from like, oh my God, can I do this? Can I actually do this to eating a plate for five people? I, I had a similar experience. I remember my first time there. My friend Charles, because um, I grew up here and, you know, I just showed you the farm and stuff. It's like hunting and fishing. Like I, we were shooting everything, getting our own meat. We had our own Hereford cattle and that kind of stuff. And um, we were on the plane flight. It was January 1st, 2011, flying to Hippocrates. My buddy that had cancer, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, when we get there, there's no meat. There's no dairy. There's no salt. There's no sugar. There's nothing cooked over 115 degrees and no vinegar. And he was like reading out of this little deal, this pamphlet he was given ahead of time. And I was like, what? No meat. I mean, I'm like really freaking out. So when I got there, I piled my plate up like super high. It sounded like what you did, but I felt bad because I could only eat about half of it or three quarters of it. And I was full. And that was like on Sunday or Monday when I got there. And then it was Sunday. And then, um, and then by Wednesday, which is the fasting day, which they told us now it's like, not only can I not have meat, but I don't get food at all. You know, like I've just never been around that. It was like my so I my belief system was all out of whack, and I didn't I didn't realize that fasting was so powerful, and and that's how we were kind of you know out in nature. Animals don't get food every day. Some of them don't, at least a lot of them don't, and they go for time periods. That's the way human beings are. We're programmed genetically. We're not supposed to eat all the time, but I didn't know that stuff back then. I was just like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, over and over and over again. It was kind of like if you didn't get breakfast, lunch, and dinner you were either poor or destitute or you're really missing out or something. Right. Right. So by Wednesday, I wasn't even hungry anyway, because my, my cells had so much nutrition in them. They'd sent, they'd shut off the hunger signals and it really wasn't that big of a deal anyway. So I just did the, I did do the coconuts cause they had the Coke, fresh coconuts. Oh, there. So yummy. I looked and I was them. able to get two of them. You're only supposed to have one, but I, I got two. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I <laughs> yeah. All right. High five. All right. Cool. And, uh, yeah. And then it was just, so I did, I went through that same process where, um, it sounds like you're, you, you can just, 
power through those big plates of salads like a triceratops. You're just like a super herbivore. Yeah, I mean, I was doing I was doing the sauna every day, the hot call, the cold plunge, the hot uh, the hot plunge. Uh, I was working out every single day. I was going to my lectures all day long, so I had I had a lot of energy. I just had a lot of energy and working out every day. Like it keeps you hungry. I was surprised myself. I actually uh, I remember Brian saying like world hunger world hunger can be fixed with sprouts like we can and i believe it like i ate i just ate sprouts and i actually i was gaining weight i remember my sister visiting me and she's like you're gaining you know your your hips are getting bigger <laughs> like everything's getting bigger karen and i was like oh my god i did you know like i was just eating sprouts and i was gaining weight uh healthy weight though not like right 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 yeah weight um well, when you eat healthy, you either lose weight if you need to lose it, or you actually gain muscle if you need to gain it. Your body will just balance where it's that normal set point. Yeah, I, exactly. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, um, I mean, your journey was a little bit more harsh because you went from like eating meat to sprouts. I went from vegan, vegetarian to then sprouts or like cooked vegan to raw mm -hmm. uh, salads. So it, it was, uh, it was a whole journey, but when I a lot of people go vegan when a lot of people go vegan they do it completely wrong you know like and that was like when i first started doing it i did it wrong like i got super skinny and i didn't see it i thought i was doing the right thing yeah um, so yeah, I, you can go to mcdonald's and have like a um french fries and be a vegan there well i'm yeah, sure the i'm sure the fat's probably not good who knows what they got in that stuff yeah, but, I mean, uh, wrong, but I was gaining the weight that I lost. Like I was gaining my natural weight back with with the way I was sitting and just looking like I didn't I didn't put any makeup. I didn't do anything. You just glow, you know, from the inside out with mm -hmm. everything that you're eating. I loved it. I love my green juices. I love the intermediate fasting. I love the the full day fasting. I don't know if you did that, but we every Thursday oh, yeah. you wouldn't eat. You know, you don't eat. Yeah. And it just teaches us how we are just in this, in this, you know, like, yeah, we're like brainwashed that we need to eat three times a day. We really don't, we don't need that much food as long as you're eating the right things one or tw twice a day. Yeah. And it's high quality. Right. All right. So um, what did you take away from the lectures there? Because that was, I mean, you went there, actually you went to get educated because a lot of people go there. They don't really, I don't think I've talked to a lot of guests. They think they're just going to go there and like change their diet. They don't realize all the education that comes with it because it's like a it's like a re-education camp almost. It's like a school teaching you about nature, right? And then how you're part of it and all the man-made chemicals and how crazy the world is. And what was it? What was the education like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was an eye opener, and it was scary at first. I was like texting my whole family, like, "Oh my god, we can't have this. We can't eat that." Peanut butter was a big thing. You mentioned peanut butter, but I was like, "What peanut butter? No way! Like, we're just gonna die the way we, we if we keep doing this. Like, we're gonna die." Yeah. Like, so at first it was shocking. I was like, "Well, I thought I was doing the right things. So I was pretty conscious. I was eating healthy." And then I went there, and it was like thirty times more the information. Yeah, fifty, a hundred. Who knows? A lot of information. We were having lectures every single day, so. It was just an eye-opener, eye-opener to say the least. You okay. Learned, like I recommend everybody doing that. And one of the saddest things that I noticed is that people go there, like you said, when they're sick. And mm -hmm. now they're spending all this money on being there. So I was like, I need to learn all this and take it out to the world and like teach it. 
or be a voice for this because not a lot of people can can afford to go to Hippocrates, you know, and do the whole thing. So I was very blessed to be there and learn everything. Yeah, you're one of the few people that I've met that's went there for, you know, I've saw some people doing this nine week programs and the, obviously the health educator programs, but you were there for three months. So typically the people that are there for three months are the ones that have like, you know, full blown glioblastoma brain tumors and their tumors shrinking and they're like, I'm not leaving until this sucker's gone. You right. know, so they just stay there because after the initial two weeks, that's where most of the money is up front. It's like it's like I don't know what it is now, but back in the day, it was like eight hundred or a thousand bucks a week to stay. And it's like all your food, everything, the sauna, everything you were talking about, your accommodations, your housing, your you know, everything's there. It's like, why not just stay there and keep healing? So you got three months um, there. That's crazy. What what changes did you see in your body over that time period? Um, I, I not only saw it in my body, but my mind, my spirit, everything, you just, you feel like a clean being, you know, in touch with nature, so grounded. Um, I actually, I ended up manifesting a few things when I was there because of that, you know, you're just like a clean channel to, uh, to earth and the universe. I don't know if you're a big believer in that. I mean, no, you are. Uh, but what's the biggest change? I don't know, but everything. I started manifesting more. I I was glowing. I had a lot more energy. I gained the way that I was, like the unhealthy way that I took out of my body. It came back. Uh, my muscles were stronger. Everything. Everything changes. The way you see life. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, for me, cool? well, for me, you know, it was... Uh, you know, growing up, the whole spiritual thing, I grew up out in a farm and I asked my mom a long time ago, I was like, are we Christian? Cause I didn't know what, and she's like, well, yeah, you know, and, but we never went to church or nothing. So, and it was pretty much just do the right thing, you know, be a decent human being. Um, and that's just the way we out here in the country, you help your neighbor. You know, mm -hmm. it was just a couple of days ago, I was driving in town. Some dude was broke down on the side of the road and I pulled over and I was like, Hey man, you need any help? He's like, Oh no, I got it. And, I sure. He's like, yeah, no problem. Thanks for stopping. You know, but if he would have needed help, I would have helped him. It's just, that's the way we were raised. And that's the way I think instinctively, everybody knows what, it, what a, being a good person is, you know? And, um, so when I was in high school, I went to, I went to every single, I, all my friends were in all the different religions. So I went to all of them. Very curious. I went to every, I went to the Catholic church, the Christian Foursquare, the, the Mormon church. I went to, um, seventh day Adventist, uh, uh, Jehovah's Witness. I checked them all out. Everyone I could get my hands on. And I just, I, I don't know, I kind of felt like um, they were trying to like just get me into a cult or something. I don't know, not to, I'm not bad mouthing religions or nothing like that. I'm just saying that's what it felt like to me as an 18 year old boy. Right. I felt like they, cause they were just like, and I get it, maybe because they were very excited. They're like, but I was, it was almost like, it was like they were like hungry, hungry hippo. And I was like the ball rolling around in the middle, like trying to get me or something. So I just went away from that. And I really didn't have any, you know, spiritual practice or anything um, until I was like 37 when I went to Hippocrates. And after I kind of got cleaned a couple months afterwards at home, and I was just like, I just started looking around and I'm like, I felt something. I just knew there was this innate connection or something, but I was so far removed from it, so isolated. And I still had such a big ego and all this, you know, massive shell I'd put up around myself like everybody else has. Um, but I, I, I had, I had actually broken through the shell a little bit and I was getting a little bit of that, that energy. Mm -hmm. Right. And it felt really good. It wasn't until like 
seven years later that I finally started making headway and I listened to somebody talk and a couple people talk and, and I started practicing certain things. As my listeners know, I talk about it all the time, 24 seven is that the map of life is simple. It's like, it's like, it's my, it's my life map. It's my business. I don't write out business goals. Well, I mean, I don't write out business plans anymore or anything that stuff. Like I literally follow my highest excitement to the okay. best of my ability, every single moment of every single day with zero insistence on a particular outcome. I believe that the conduit of imagination is the, is that's, that comes from God and whatever your belief is and the people listening, God, he, she, it, the vortex, the one, the higher mind, whatever you want to call it, the, the imagination is the conduit. And through that conduit, the, the, the thread of uh, the feeling, the vibrational frequency of excitement and joy is the higher mind or God communicating to you. That's what you need to do. And if you listen to it and you follow that and you build that muscle of following that excitement and that joy, everything is synchronistic and it'll line up for you. And you'll be at the, everybody will be at the right place at the right time when they need to be there. And if you start doing something because it excites you, but it doesn't come true or it doesn't happen when you want it to, that's okay because it's with zero insistence on an outcome. It might just excite you to get you further down the road so you can see something else that excites you that's part of the bigger plan. So that's been kind of uh, the foundation of my spiritual path. And as I've done that, I've become more connected to myself. I've started loving myself more. I've, I'm loving other people more, being more compassionate. And I've continued to work on my health. And I've become, and I've worked on that ego and breaking that down and getting rid of those, those walls that I had put up from, from parental conditioning and societal conditioning, all that stuff. And I'm constantly opening my eyes and have, trying to have more awareness around that because I want growth. I want to continue to grow and expand and, 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 and help other people as, I've, as I'm helping myself. So I b believe that there's a direct connection between, it's obvious that if creation makes you and made this body, this is a freaking gift, right? And I don't know if it's a one-shot deal or not, but I know in this body it is. And so I'm going to honor creation, God, he, shit, again, whatever you want to call it, by taking care of the gift I've been given, period. It's like the most sacred thing you could do. And when you take care of that gift, it's like, it's like taking an, you know, a radio that was perfect, they got all rusty from society and parents and you cleaned all the rust off and now it's tuning in again and you can tune into these frequencies very easily and it's awesome and it's really yeah. cool. So that's been my experience with the whole thing. But yeah, when you change your diet, you clean up, you detox, you start charging your cells with energy, you're literally becoming a better receptor to, to God, to the spiritual path. It just naturally is something that happens. And I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people that have agreed with me on this and had similar things just like you. That's amazing. Yeah. And it all makes sense, right? We're like cleaning ourselves, detoxins and just being in touch with what really it's important. What's wrong with society is that, you know, uh, they're too busy. They're too busy with the wrong things, too busy yeah. partying, eating, consuming the wrong things, watching the wrong things. It's just like all, all bad. It doesn't keep you aligned with, with nature and God. Uh -huh. yeah. That's so interesting. So you figure this out seven years after you left your properties? Mm -hmm. I knew about it instantly. Like I said, I felt it, but I didn't know what to do. And I never, I just never picked up the right book or whatever to lead me to the next step. But that's the thing. It's zero. In, and back then I didn't have the map, but zero insistence on an outcome. But yeah. it, it kind of excited me, right? right? It kind of excited me. So we have to take a quick break. When we do, we'll get back and we'll talk about what Karen's doing today. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about spirituality because it's cool. We'll be right back. 
The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my, my special guest, Karen Farfan. She is a health educator. She is healthy herself, and I can tell you, for those of you, most of you are listening to me. I know you're not seeing the, um, the video, but it is out there in a few places, um, that she's really healthy herself. So she actually went to Hippocrates, she got healthy, and she's stayed that way. So how did you, well, two things that I wanted to ask you, um, and maybe we can dive back into the spiritual stuff, but how were you received by your family when you got back and you had all this new information? How did that go over? Oh my God, that didn't go well. <laughs> my, parent, my mom, like I said, I, I was uh, raised by a single mother. So she's always been very supportive because I've always been very mature for like at every stage of my life. I've been very mature. Uh, so I was like more like her mother and she was like my daughter. So I was constantly teaching her stuff. Um, so she respected, but didn't follow everything. I got a whole bunch of like supplements and powders from Hippocrates uh, and I was like, now you're going to do this, this, and that. We're going to clean your diet. Uh, and she followed for a little bit. But at first, yeah, but then she's like, this is too much, Karen. Like, good luck with your journey. <laughs> like, I'm going to keep doing my barbecues. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep doing what. But then she got a blood work and it didn't come, it didn't come as clean as she wanted to. So then she came back to me and started listening more. And how's yeah. it going? How's it going today, four years later? uh for amazing you know she's more conscious she teaches people around her she doesn't do it to the to the level that i do it but i'm very proud of her i'm very very proud of her so that's cool for the listeners out there karen's another perfect example of like when you kind of become the light you can actually light up other people right which is really cool and it takes nothing away from you you can light up a billion people and it okay. doesn't diminish your light at all so she's helped her mom out um yeah. i had similar thing Oh, sorry. What? No, go ahead. I said, I love what you just said, because even when I go to Colombia, like I take my habits wherever I go. I just, I don't do it home. And then I'm on vacation and I let go of everything. I take everything with me. So if I'm in Colombia, I will wake up and do my green smoothie first thing in the morning. And it's interesting because when I leave, you know, everybody, whoever I'm staying with, like my aunts will send me a text like, oh my God, I love you so much. I'm doing my green smoothies now. So Oh, sweet. You can always plant the seed wherever you go. And just yeah. like you said, just share your light and people will see it. Well, the reason I brought that up about dealing with friends and family is because it's a pretty standard deal. You find something, it works for you. You get lit up. You're feeling great. You want to go around and share it with everybody. I actually teach a class on how to deal with family members when you change, right? So, and, and the, the first thing to do is you need to really set them down and just have a conversation with them. Say, look, I found something new. A lot of it's old school stuff that makes sense. But the reality is I'm making some changes in my life. And I want your support. Now, what I mean by that is you don't have to do anything. But yeah. I don't, I, I, I just, 
just support me. I don't want to be put down or whatever. It just depends on the relationship. I mean, everybody's different. If it's a couple brothers that are always like jabbing each other, then it's like, hey, dude, I'm going to do this. He's probably going to jab you anyway. Right. But just let him know this is what I'm going to do. You know, um, if it's a if it's a wife, you know, it's like, don't worry. I'll you know, if if she's cooking or whatever, she'd be like, I'll still make your food, but I'm going to eat this. You know, if I was the wife, I'd tell the wife, look, I'm going to start making this food. If you want to eat, eat it, otherwise you make your own stuff. You know what I mean? Because I'm changing. I am my own person. I need to put myself first. I'm not going to make your hot dogs anymore. That's up to you. These are all things, but you want to do it in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is to use all the tools. Don't be the educator. These people know you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty learned on this stuff. I've been doing it for a long time. I've coached over 600 people through the process personally, thousands of people in group settings. And my dad's not going to do what I say. It ain't happening. He is not, if I say something, he'll go the opposite way, right? So these are our friends and family members. Some of them are going to be like that. But if you just be the example and be the change and some will come around, some won't, and that's not up to you. Your job is to give them the gift. Let lay the gift out there by your change, inspire them and see if they come along. That's all you can do. There's no more else that you can do. The other thing is have them watch documentaries. If you're not already doing this with your date night or a family night, have them pick a movie, then the other person pick a movie, and then you pick a movie. And when you pick a movie, you pick like, you know, a documentary and you watch Forks Over Knives or Game Changers or Hungry for Change or Food Matters. And you just watch that stuff or Seaspiracy or Cowspiracy. You know, you watch these types of educational documentaries and after an hour, hour and a half, they're going to be like, whoa. I mean, they're going to get something out of it. It's all professionally put together and you can just sit back and and just, you know, be you're basically like dual, uh, doing a dual pedagogy where you're teaching and you don't even have to open your mouth. You're letting yeah. the you're letting the documentary do it. So that's what I recommend for those of you out there listening that are, are making these changes. Maybe you lift this podcast for a while and you've already started making changes. You've dealt with family members or or now you're thinking about making some health changes like that or spiritual new path changes. Go ahead and do it. You know, put yourself first and. um but be smart about it when you're dealing with friends and family because they can kind of become your enemy up front. Um, but the best thing to do for them is not push it on them um, just because you learned it. Because 10 minutes ago, you were doing the same things they were doing. And now that you're changing, a lot of people don't believe you're going to stick with it. That's going to be your saving grace. Stick with it. Love yourself. Don't ever stop and keep moving forward with your growth and your personal, your personal journey. And then, and then more and more of your family and friends will come along a year, six months, two years later. Um, as they see the changes to you and it becomes undeniable when your skin's glowing, you're feeling better, you're looking good, and you're not aging like everybody else. In fact, a lot of times you're you're starting to reverse age in the beginning, which happens to a lot of people. Yeah, 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 exactly. I love that you have that class because family members can be uh, tough, especially because we have no filter with our with our family. So we can we can just say things the way we say things. And I remember myself, I was becoming very aggressive, you know, like, listen to me, like, this is the path. Uh, And I was like, really mad at them for not listening to me. And, and then I had to understand that everybody's path is different. And the only thing you can do is lead, lead with example, and that's it. And whoever follows follows and whoever doesn't, they will at some point, like you said. Yeah, because if you get frustrated with them, what are you doing? You're actually harming your own health, creating poor chemicals in your body from stress yeah. hormones. Exactly. And that's not that's why it doesn't work. So if you're if you're harming yourself trying to help other people, that's a bad combo. That's a bad recipe. It makes no sense if you actually stop th- think about it. You have to like, wait a minute, I, I'm harming myself trying to help them. 
that doesn't make sense. It's just easier. Makes Help so yourself. Sense. Yeah. Help yourself. Be the example. Smile a lot and be compassionate for those that don't want to change and thank them for the contrast that at least you have this information and that you have had the, uh, you know, I guess the love for yourself to change. Yeah. All right. So tell me about your coaching program. So now you're, you're a health coach, right? And that's what you do. Is that what you call yourself? Yeah. I'm a health coach. I'm a health cheerleader, <laughs> um, health educator. Every, everybody has a different name for it, but I, I like health cheerleader. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I basically help people, you know, to be healthier, happier, and dive into self-love through nutrition because it all starts there. Uh, it's a self, it's a, it's an expression of self-love to take care of yourself. So I love coaching people. I love educating people, and I pretty much not only coach them, but I also do meal prepping. It depends. Everybody's different. Everybody starts in a different level. So uh, I do a lot of meal prepping as well. You actually make so you're chefing. Yeah. For people local. Okay, so you were, do you do you teach classes? Do you teach classes locally? How do you get your clients? No, just referrals. Oh, word of mouth. Pretty yeah. typical, yeah. Yeah, word of mouth. I think that's the best promotion you can get. Somebody gets results, like you know, you have your you have a walking business card business card working around. So hmm. that's um, cool. Yeah, what's your what's your what's your favorite meal nowadays that you make? Oh, my favorite. Let's see, my favorite meal. Sprouts. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, it feels <laughs> so boring, but it's basically a raw salad with so much. Like I put so much sprouts. Oh, it looks like a rainbow, you know, like all the vegetables that you can think of. Uh, I, I do put quinoa in it, healthy grain there. Um, garbanzo. What's your favorite? What's your, what's your favorite dressing? I make it. It's a very, just very simple. Olive oil, uh, olive oil, lemon, a little bit of uh, honey mustard, uh, a little bit of honey, salt, pepper. Yeah, that's it. Shake all that, mix it in there. Sometimes just olive oil around my vegetables. I just love a healthy big salad or a healthy bowl with lots of yumminess. That's what yeah. makes and a, a, a green juice. You know, and it sounds very boring for most people that are not like that are not used to it, but nutrition and health can be very like simple and basic, and we just overcomplicate things. You know what's different? You know what you're bringing up in my mind, Karen, is that I remember thinking about like back in the day, I'm trying to vibrate in that frequency right now, like thinking about lasagna and like, oh my God, or my mom's pumpkin pie or, you know, turkey sandwiches at the day after Thanksgiving. I mean, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I would get so excited about these foods. There was these certain foods, pizzas, like deep dish pizza, you know, and that kind of stuff. I'd get really excited about it. But it was almost like, how would I put it without being too graphic? Um, it was just different. Now, what you were explaining is like, it's not like, how do I put this? You actually truly love your food. Like yeah. you're, you're loving it because you realize that it's loving you and there's this relate. That's what it is. It's a relationship with the food. Whereas with the other foods, it was more like, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to enjoy it. It's like a, it's like a one way street. And it wasn't really about like, Oh, I'm going to, this is going to be great for my body. Now with the understanding of what's going on, you have actually have a loving relationship with this salad. That's what she's talking about guys. She's talking about having this. There's actually a loving vibrational relationship there. And I'm telling you what, the food's going to digest better. 
she's getting frequency out of the food because the frequent it's actually alive because she's putting sprouts in it, sprouted nuts, seeds, beans, grains, all that kind of stuff. So does that, I mean, do you, you see what I'm getting at here? 100%. I, I tell people, I'm like, stop eating foods that don't love you back, basically. You know, some people like they serve themselves. How do you feel after that? Oh, not so great. Honestly, I feel bloated. I feel this. I feel sick. That food's not loving you back. So you can't have a relationship like that. It's like being in a toxic relationship almost, you know, like somebody's giving more yeah. than other. So it's basically the same thing. You have to have a healthy relationship with your food, with the people around you with yourself most importantly and if you have a healthy relationship with yourself you're not going to put crap in your body it comes down to that it, it comes down to self-love and self-respect and that's why i i love to tell people you know be empowered around food like you are you, you're it like you're the love you're that energy like dare and dare you know like elevate your whole life through nutrition like i promise it always works and i'm sure you have listeners that are not like are like wanting to become healthier. Um, what do you recommend to people who are just like starting? Well, we usually recommend our, our core four secrets. It's an ebook. Like you guys go to our website at chemicalfreebody.com. If you haven't done it yet, just download the ebook. And, you know, because what happened was, is like I would teach all these classes and all these thousands of people come to my house and I make food for them and stuff. Then eventually I started having them make the food with me. And just kind of coordinating it. And it was much better. It was more community oriented when I got them involved in making their own food plus teaching them better. But what I found out was is that I sold a lot of juicers for the juicing companies. And then I'd go interview some of these people because they were my buddies or whatever. Just, you know, I'm, I guess, not interviewing. What would be the word? I was like checking up on them. And I'm like, hey, where's the juicer? Oh, uh, well, you know, and they like felt bad. Like it was under the cover. And like, why aren't you juicing? You saw what Charles healed himself of cancer. And look at me. I've freaking got rid of all this weight and my skin issues are gone. I feel amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm back. You know, you, you see it. And he's like, yeah, I know. Well, why aren't you doing it? Well, the, you know, it's expensive to juice or I'm like, come on, dude, you make a ton of money. It's like, well, I just don't want to clean the damn juicer. That's it. That's what I boiled down to. Didn't want to take the time to do it. I'm like, dude, I told you it takes 45 minutes in the beginning. And the more you do it, it I can actually make two juices and clean my juicer and make wheatgrass in 17 minutes. I got down to a science. I'm a freaking, I have a system and I got it really good at it. So 17 minutes to infuse your body with living nutrition. You can't get it anywhere else. You have to make it fresh, drink it fresh. Yeah. So that's what when, I realized. That's when I, I, that's when I come in. Yeah. So what I realized, <laughs> like you yeah, she'll make, if you're local in the Miami area, she'll make it for you and your food for you, which there are people like my buddy, Charles, he didn't want to do all the stuff that I was doing. He just wanted somebody else to do it for him. So I get it. So I learned to meet people where they were at. And that's why we developed this product here with Dr. Trevor. It's called Green 85. It's as, it's as close to a Hippocrates juice. In fact, in some areas, it actually has more nutrition, but it doesn't have all the hormone and the oxygen that, you know, that you get from a living food that you just immediately ate off the vine. But we super concentrated it, and like you literally can't pack it more full of stuff. Like You can't. And it was really hard to get us to like cover up the taste because it tastes like pond scum because it's so nutritionally packed. But we, we figured it out. We had like three flavor guys. Anyway, we, 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 what we found out was like what would help people the most with the least amount of effort? And that was drinking adequate amounts of water. Yeah. Meals and doing some breath exercises for a minute or two before you eat. That's it. Now, in the manual, it'll tell you why. It's very profound stuff. And I know why, how it works because this is what we teach to coaching clients that pay us thousands of dollars. 
I, I, my rates now are ridiculous and I can't believe people pay them, but they do. And this is the same stuff I start them off with. We get them on the foundational stuff. I haven't talked about diet. I haven't talked about exercise. You got to get enough water in your body. You have to learn how to process whatever type of food you're going to put in your mouth by chewing the damn thing. You have to avoid liquids with meals so you don't, you know, um, uh, go back into fermentation and gut rot. We went digestion and simulation nutrients and everybody's stressed. So at least in the beginning, start de-stressing yourself so you can actually digest and assimilate these foods you eat by taking a moment or two and just being grateful for your food and doing some deep breaths and then eat your food. You know, so those are some of the basic things that we start people off with, Karen. But yeah. um, I think what I want to do is like, I want to let people know, because we got to get going here, but is that if you guys are in, in the Miami area and you want, she actually, are you making juices for people? Yeah, I'm everything. Oh, wow. Juices and foods. Okay. You're dialed. Are, is there any artisan tempeh makers in Miami? Mm, I will have to find out for you. If you find one, please let me know. Cause I have a couple clients down there that I would like to hook up with an artisan tempeh maker. If not, I got a really good one in Portland, but um, you know, I think there's some probably closer to you on the East coast because you know, a lot of people are doing People think tempeh is synonymous with soy. Tempeh is a, a process of fermentation and you can use any nut seed or bean. Um, I prefer lentils, mung beans, that kind of stuff. So if you can find a good one, that's a good transition food for people. And it, it's really awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So um, what are your, uh, well, where do people find you? Where, 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 I'm most active on Instagram, healthy by healthy Karen. Uh, healthy? Healthy Karen and Karen with an I. Okay. So it's just healthy K-A-R-I-N. That's there on you. Instagram. That's where they find you. Okay, yeah. cool. Any other places to find you besides Instagram right now? Uh, right now is just Instagram, actually. Okay, cool. I'm on Facebook uh, too, but I'm not as active there. So I'd rather just keep it open on Instagram. Okay. And so you, you food prep, you make food, you make juices, and you also do one-on-one -on -one personal coaching. Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and, um, and just sharing your energy. Um, uh, your story. And, um, I hope some people will take you up and grab, uh, you know, get some coaching sessions from you if they're not in the area, but if you're in the area, if you're not in the Miami area, you should, and you want to get healthy, um, get a hold of her because it really does help to have somebody like her to help you make the foods in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. and then I'm sure you teach classes too, or you could do that private classes in the houses. And here's what you can do. You can actually hire her and she'll get a bunch of people together. And that way it doesn't cost everybody an arm a little 10 or 20 people in a room and, and make some food and show them, get them all making it. <laughs> and then, and then you can bounce and you can have a great evening. And it's not just the foods and the recipes you can download from her. I'm telling you, when you have somebody like this, that has been lit up. You're actually downloading her energy just by being in her presence. And it's a very powerful thing. So if you would like to increase your energy, um, you can do the same thing. Start loving yourself and start being uh, curious and, um, you know, and take some action. That's what it really boils down to. So Karen, I want to thank you. What are your final words of wisdom as a parting gift to the guests? Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this podcast, Tim. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and my last words will be love yourself, you know, like dive into self-love through nutrition. You're going to get to a much elevated, elevated lifestyle. You love it. Thank you so much. We're going to have to do another one on just spirituality. Absolutely. 
All right, Health Heroes, thank you for tuning in. I really love you guys. I appreciate you um, liking, sharing, and subscribing on this podcast. If you guys felt that this was a good podcast that resonated with you or you thought it would help somebody else, please forward it to them. And um, I want to thank, too, there's, I know there's a group of you out there that listen to every show that I have. And I, I still do customer service calls, and I just talked to a guy yesterday. And he's like, dude, I binge watch your stuff. I've been going back from the oldest episodes working forward, and I hear this all at a time. And it's, it's kind of cool, too, because if you meet me now, I'm a different person now than I was one second ago and one year ago and three years ago. So you can actually see my evolution, and hopefully that will inspire you, too. Hopefully I'm doing the right things. I think I am. I feel like I am. And that is there for you, too. Like, I am just a common, average dude, grew up on a farm, and if I can better myself a little bit by a little bit, you can do it, too. If you're stuck in a hole and you don't have any support, we want to be here to support you. We'll be your lifeline. So until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.